often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 459. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. And I am sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse for the second time, and things still aren't quite straightened out. Recording this kind of late, a lot later than I normally do, as I'm still trying to get things together, still trying to set up the penthouse. Unfortunately, still no guests, but I think I've got a little bit better sound quality tonight. As uh, I uh, did pick up a like a sound shield, as it were, uh, to block out some of the echo that I, uh, I'm talking into quite the contraption at the moment. As, uh, I've got uh, this uh, sort of deal thing. Uh, it's a shield that goes around like my microphone. It's got foam in it. And the idea is to uh, cancel out all the echoes and stuff, but it does make it kind of hard to like look at my computer and uh, all that fun stuff. And I also have like a shirt draped over it as well as a towel to help uh, capture any of the echo. And I think it's doing a pretty decent job as far as uh, minimizing some of the echo. I still hear a little bit of it. Uh, I should be able to hopefully in the coming weeks be able to cancel a lot more of that out as we, uh, you know, get a little wor- work done on the penthouse here. Uh, I just had quite... I'm kind of a cripple at the moment, too. I uh, <laughs> I went out to uh, Florissant to my uh, good friend Todd's house, who was on the podcast eons ago. He's only, Unfortunately, I've only been on one episode. i got to drag him on to another episode. We could talk games and movies, whatever. He's uh, he's uh, like my, my uh, one of my closest friends, so uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of history. Good stories to tell. As uh, <laughs> love that guy, but he was gonna give me uh, his bedroom set, and unfortunately, I man, I wanted to take it. It was really nice stuff, like really nice stuff. They were they were giving away. They got uh, <clears throat> they just moved into a really nice house. They definitely upgraded, and uh, they were getting a new bedroom set, and they were gonna give me their old one. But uh, unfortunately, on the upstairs in here, it is a little difficult to get things up the stairs and through them. Uh, I did get a washer last week. I don't know if that might have happened. I think that happened after the podcast. I don't recall. But I did get a washer. haven't tried it out yet. It was a co-worker, uh, Doris, that uh, gave that to me. But uh, Jimmy Crow Magnon and uh, Muffin Man helped get that uh, and the dryer up last week. So I got that rocking out. But, you know, knowing taking that stuff up and the desk getting up here was a little little tricky. It's a rather narrow staircase up to the top. And then, of course, the hallways are very narrow. So uh, the bedroom set Todd was going to give me had a, uh, it was, a, I guess, a California king size. Things massive. And the bedroom I would put it in, it would take up pretty much the whole room. We're talking maybe... I'd have three foot of space once everything's in there, which I kind of thought would be kind of cool. I mean, I, I just use the room as a bed, basically. Again, it's a nice, really nice bed frame, too, so I would really thought it'd be awesome to have. It seemed like a hard thing to pass up. But then, like, I went out there. Uh, I wasn't going to rent a U-Haul and get it today. 
doing the measurements and I decided I, I just wasn't going to get it yesterday. And then, uh, but I went ahead and drove out there today because uh, he had uh, several TVs that uh, he was uh, getting rid of as they're upgrading the TVs. I mean, they're upgrading everything. And uh, so I, uh, when I drove my first TV over here, I kind of forgot about it. Uh, the My, my uh, big TV is, I want to say like 46, 47 inches where the one he gave me today, the bigger one was like 57 inches. And I'd kind of forgotten exactly how I'd gotten my TV and my Mini Cooper uh, <laughs> two-door hatchback. And I'd forgotten. It was it was a bit of a challenge just getting my TV up here. And, uh, well, in my car, uh, getting it up here was not a problem in the upstairs. Um, but I had to bring my passenger seat and driver's side seat all the way up and, like, angle them forward to be able to get my normal TV in. Actually, I had a little bit of room, I guess, with the uh, the 46-incher. inch incher. Uh, However, with uh, <laughs> when I went out to get these TVs from Fluorescent, which is like an hour's drive from here, I, uh, I had to have both the passenger and driver's side seat all the way forward, and of course, like, angled forward. I couldn't angle it back at all. And unfortunately, it did no favors for my back as I, I'm in some pain right now. And unfortunately, I don't have any uh, pain relievers here at the moment. I think maybe after this podcast, I might have to make a run to Walgreens to uh, pop some pills, maybe get some Aleve or something. But uh, <laughs> it's I've got two TVs, though. I've got a, uh, they gave me also a 32-inch TV, which uh, I'm definitely... Well, I think I'm going to keep the 32-inch in here in the podcast room. Keep it uh, so if I ever get some fucking guests in here, uh, we can uh, have some shit on the TV or, you know, maybe back like in the old days, in the original days, in the first year or two of the podcast, we used to uh, pull up some craziness on the old TV and watch it like, say, uh, Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury or Come Omelette. And then, uh, but of course, also we could... Someone could do Google Google searches and then uh, have that displayed out on for everybody to see, just so we could watch stuff and pull up YouTube clips, whatever you know. Throw some more uh, interactiveness between me and whatever guests I might have here. But it's man, I'm getting so used to just being me and a microphone that I don't know. It's just it's it's difficult to get people back in. But uh, now that I I can just record at home anytime I want easily, uh, it's it's just so convenient to just knock it out uh, at at uh, whatever time. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I've got uh, the the larger TV. I think I'm gonna keep that downstairs and hook up maybe Roku or something of that nature to it. Maybe uh, I'll probably uh, stick it on the wall and then. Uh, while we're playing pool or whatever, we can gonna watch some uh, some old uh, TV, pull up whatever YouTube, Netflix, just whatevs. So I think that'll be uh, exciting. Uh, as <laughs> man, man, I probably should have gotten some leave before this because I'm also because of this contraption that I'm speaking into to drown out the echo and try to get some really good tones on the old voice. Like, I am back to leaning forward like how I was while I was driving. 
and it's just not comfortable. I I did have I could have set this up to where I was standing up. I almost felt like doing that. That might have been a better choice. <laughs> this is a tad rough, and uh, I've got the uh, towel over my nose. It's a weird situation I've uh, put myself in right here. Is uh. Uh, I'm dig- got some angry orchard mm, going on. Mm. Good stuff. Uh, oh, thankfully though, uh, I have uh, come up with some extra funds to be able to get some furniture. As uh, Thursday, yeah, it was Thursday. I finally sold my silk screening gear, so uh, it's no longer in the muffin man's uh, abode. It's not in the muffin hut anymore, taking up his space. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, you know, he let me keep it there for like three years. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I I got it, and then the guy that I sold it to, man, he drove for like five hours. So he was de- he was very interested in getting uh, silk screening gear, and he has a history in uh, graphic design. So I I feel like he's gonna get some good use out of it. Like he he has some knowledge as far as printing goes, and uh, <clears throat> I hope it works out for him. But uh, you know, my heart just wasn't in silk screening as a. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I gave it a go, <laughs> but it, it was nice to have that nice little cash influx, and he paid me cash, and uh, he uh, I, I I hooked him up, so uh, I I now have furniture money. As tomorrow, Jackman uh, is gonna help me uh, get uh, a couch from Big Lots, and I'm gonna put that in the master bedroom as the you know the new living room spot. So that'll uh, be a nice hangout spot. And th- so hopefully tomorrow, no more air mattress. Maybe that'll help my back a little bit. The one I, I found at Big Lots, I hope that, hopefully they're not sold out of that. I'd be very disappointed. I probably should have asked. But it was out on the floor. I think it, I think they'll still have it there. If not, man, fuck. But uh, I did like that. I guess if they don't have it there, then may- hopefully they can uh, order one, get it, get it in fairly quickly. But it's a like a reclining couch. It uh, flattens out into a bed. It's I get. I don't think it's actually a futon, but uh, oh, I mean, it feels better than most like futons, at least when I uh, tried it out at the store. So I'm hoping that works out. Oh, or if that, you know, maybe we'll decide once we're there to go with a little something else. Uh, other than that, I'm not in a real hurry to get a bed. <laughs> I just want to get a couch in there that also doubles as a bed. And then, uh, yeah, kind of go from there. And uh, just trying to get, uh, hopefully the pool table, don't have a timetable on that one yet, but I'm hoping within the next couple of weeks maybe, try to figure something out with that. And uh, now that I have, I hold try to hold some of the funds that I received to uh, maybe figure out the table situation as far as new legs and uh, refelting it, which I'm still going to probably try to do that myself because I don't really want to spend the money to have somebody come over here and professionally felt the damn thing. Though The tabletop itself, not concerned about. doesn't seem that hard. I can't do it myself, obviously. I have to have uh, somebody else help me stretch it over the table. But the rails... Uh, felting that looks like it's a bit challenging. It's hard to get that completely flush. And uh, but you know, I'll give it a go. Felt isn't too expensive, even the nicer felt. So uh, 
Yeah, hopefully that that works out. That's that's exciting to me to have a pool table. I think that's gonna really uh, make make this place a way more exciting to be, and I'll definitely uh, be more uh, wanting to have people over if I'm like, hey, we can do stuff now. And uh, I think either tonight, I probably won't do it tonight. Although I'm thinking about it tonight, if it's not too late, to head over to Walmart and pick up a. Uh, They've got some cheap bar stools that I can I can get. I thought about grabbing a couple of those, toss them over the bar. That way, I have some uh, seating available at uh, at the bar, and I can sit down there and eat. And uh, maybe, it, man, I would kind of like to go to over there and then see about getting a stand, some stand or uh, some kind of a wall mount for the TV, and that way I can hook that up in the downstairs, get a Roku going. So I can uh, watch some uh, old TV in, uh, and eat in the downstairs. Which, I mean, I've been eating down there. But it's not... I've just been watching stuff like on my my phone and then like sitting on the countertop. <laughs> if I sit at all. Most of the time, I guess I'm standing and eating. Uh, haven't really eaten upstairs. That just seems like too much effort to go upstairs with food. Is <laughs> uh... I have really excited the like the probably still the most ex- one of the most exciting things about being here all by myself having all this uh real estate to myself has been the toilets. I love going to the bathroom and not having a time limit. Not having to watch out for anybody else needing to use the bathroom like yeah. You know, don't have to ask like hey you good cuz like I'm going to be in there a while. Now I can just be in there whenever I want. I can hang out all day in the bathroom. I feel like I'm probably going to be Elvis at some point. I'm going to die on that fucking toilet. One of the two. Probably the upstairs one. I don't hit the downstairs that much. Usually the downstairs is just for number ones. I have deuced a couple times in the downstairs, but it's it's primarily for, for pissing and uh, going in there to get some clean uh, toilet paper to blow my nose. It's uh, it's my yellow mellow. mellow area, you know, letting that yellow mellow. Although I I have been flushing it. So hopefully hopefully I don't uh, have too much uh racked up on the old water bill, but uh one of these days I'll really let it mellow. <laughs> Probably not, but that would be kind of disgusting. Uh other than that, man, I uh I have done a little bit of cooking. As uh I'm not uh accustomed to that when I was living with Jackman, I uh I didn't do a whole lot of cooking. If it was, it was like just uh, something in the microwave. I primarily uh, dealt with food, though, there that w- didn't have to be cooked where I fucking went out and got something to eat uh, that was already cooked, like a, a fast food joint. But uh, I can't afford that anymore, so... <laughs> Ramen has been a huge staple already uh, being in here, but I did uh, try my hand... At a French omelet, uh, a couple of nights there. I haven't quite perfected it, but uh, the French omelet is basically a really buttery omelet. There's nothing. It sounds way fancier the name than it actually is, but I mean it's cool if you do it right. And it, like it still tasted pretty decent whenever I made them. But uh, you just basically uh, you got to get the real butter. You're supposed to get the farm fresh eggs, which they're supposed to be fresh, but uh, I didn't get. <laughs> 
like the real high-priced eggs. I got the cheapest eggs that Schnooks had, basically. Uh, and uh, you cook it on, like, medium heat. Well, first you beat the hell out of the eggs. You want it to be, like, straight-up liquid. You want it to, like, uh, not to be really thick at all. You want to make sure it's completely... I took a whisk and beat it in a big bowl before, uh, you know, I beat it. I beat that shit. Oh, fucking beat it. And then I whipped it into a a nice thin liquid. It was almost the consistent uh, consistency or viscosity of like water, you know. And uh, a lot of people add a little bit of salt. I haven't added any salt, and I don't have any salt. I don't. The butter I was using had uh, was salted, so I figured that was enough salt to begin with. But uh, you add in just like a teaspoon of cold water, which I did that sometimes, sometimes not. Um, but first, before you put the egg in the pan, you want to take about, was it, uh, shit, two tablespoons? It's something ridiculous, uh, amount of butter. It's a big chunk of butter you're putting in there. And on medium heat, you just get that that butter all uh, liquefied, but you don't want it sizzling yet. You don't want it that hot. And then you pour in your egg in the pan, and then, of course, uh, you uh, take your uh, spatula, and you, uh, some people say to do like a figure eight motion, but you keep moving it while it's cooking, and you don't want, uh, you don't want to brown the egg at all. And uh, then finally, uh, once it starts to get a little cooked on the bottom part, then you want to just like level it out, and then flatten it before it. Co- you don't want that center part to completely cook. And then uh, you end up uh, putting it on like low heat and flip the edges of the omelet on top of itself. And then of course you put a little bit more butter on both sides underneath for just a little bit after you take the heat off and let that belt butter melt underneath it. And then to help it like peel it off the pan and then voila, you got your French omelet. And of course you can add ingredients if you want. I haven't really added anything. It's just like a butter. It's just like a real nice buttery inside. I'm sure it's really not good for you with all that butter. It's very a uh, Paula Dean-esque thing. Uh, <laughs> gonna end up with diabetes if I keep making the French omelets every fucking day. But uh, it's it was a uh, it was pretty good, you know. And I did do some uh, cinnamon rolls in the oven, and I didn't want to really save it because I feel like if you save them like in the fridge, they're just not as good. Right out of the oven, the cinnamon rolls are the best. But since it was just me, I ate the whole fucking thing. Uh, and it was like an orange-flavored icing that was on it. It was pretty good. I think it was Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, that's one thing I remember when I was a kid that we would make. It was like a treat. It was like on Saturdays or Sundays. I believe I talked about this recently. Maybe I talked about it last week, making the cinnamon rolls, but I don't recall what day. Everything Time is just very confusing to me right now. <laughs> Uh, it's only been, uh, a week as of, uh, from, see, I moved in Thursday of last week, so it's, it's been a week and a couple of days (laughs) since I moved in, but it feels like I've already been here, like, an eternity. Just going over to Jackman's house to finish, like, cleaning out my room down there, it's been weird. It's feel, feels like I've been gone, like, like a year. I don't know. It's very strange. Very strange. At least this place has already felt starts started to feel like home since I got pretty much all of my yeah I have all my shit here. <laughs> I need to get some more furniture, but all of my personal belongings are here. 
I no longer have the really well. The only thing I have stored over at the Muffin Man's is really my half stack Marshall amplifier, and there's really no point in bringing that over here because uh, I just don't really think that would be real cool since uh, my neighbors share walls with me, and uh, I'd have to keep the amp at like one. <laughs> no cranking that shit to eleven. Uh, but I'm or I'd rock headphones, and what's the point of a Marshall ha- half stack if you're just rocking headphones? That's just fucking silly. Um, but yeah, uh, so hopefully uh, starting tomorrow I'll start working on a sound booth inside my uh, walk-in uh, closet over here. It's not my biggest walk-in closet, but uh, it's it's which is nice. You kind of want something smaller to so the sound doesn't echo as much. But I will have a sound booth set up in here. It's. I don't have enough foam pads coming to me, but I just ordered like 50 of them. Uh, but I'm going to attach these foam pads to the walls. They're like two inches thick, and you got to wait a few days, wait for them to like expand out. Uh, but uh, I'm going to take some adhesive and stick them to the walls. And then uh, hopefully I'll start getting some voiceover work, as that will be... Uh, hopefully, uh, pretty fun at least, uh, and hopefully profitable. <laughs> I I would like to. I'm interested to hear in the headphones. I did play this back a little bit, um, just to hear what how good the sound quality was, and I was pretty pleased just from hearing it from the speakers on the laptop. But I am very curious to how good the overall sound quality on this is going to be. I think it's a lot better at least than last week. Um, it'll be tricky once I do get some guests up here because that will cause out some uh, sound cancellation from multiple mics and stuff and I'll have to worry about uh, I've got nothing on the walls in here there's really not much in this room other than shit on the floor like I got all my guitar cases on the floor and some mic stands and stuff so there's nothing really stopping the audio from reflecting off things so I guess it's good that I don't have a guest tonight. Uh, I still need to find some uh, canvases to uh, make some sound panels with. I came close to buying some blank ones because I've got some posters that I want to put on canvas and make it look like a canvas print, but I uh, <clears throat> I don't have... Uh, this Canvas is really expensive. I... <sighs> I want to see if I can find some scrap wood. I, Muffin Man might be able to help me out. I know he's gotten scrap wood in the past to make things. Uh, so maybe he can help me out, get some, make some frames. That is the, that is the most expensive part right now, and making frames because wood is just through the roof, insane. And uh, if if I just get frames, it's a lot easier to get uh, canvas to stretch over there, over them myself and make the canvas, or at least, I don't know, it's easier. It's just far more cheaper if I just have the frames. I have been going to Goodwill and checking out uh, stuff like Shop Around the Corner in Washington for super cheap uh, canvases, and I've found some, but they're kind of odd sizes. And then some of them just don't have much of a frame. They're not very deep, and I really need... It to be like over an inch deep on the frame, so that way I can really stick a good chunk of insulation or towels in there to help deaden sound. Uh, that is 
that's going to, I think, up the game in here a lot, just getting some shit on the walls. I might just later, there's a, a company I found that had uh, some Skellig Michael uh, three-piece canvas. Uh, elephant something? Shit, what the fuck was the name of the place? I got to look at this real quick. It's uh, elephantstock.com, which I've heard kind of mixed reviews. A lot of people re- review it very highly. Um, but uh, the frames could be a problem. I don't know that the frames are that good and the print quality. I'm just, uh, man, this one's forty nine ninety five for a three-piece. Like, that's that's good stuff. Um, but that that's a smaller thing, I think. Yeah, that's the bigger one. That's $86. I really got to see where I'm at tomorrow as far as funds after the couch and I do need to get blinds for uh for the door or like a shade or something for the downstairs as well as a light fixture. So I got a light fixture that's uh, really hanging low in the dining room and I'm not as of right now I'm not planning on putting a table there. Maybe I will eventually. I don't know, perhaps. But right now I don't plan on putting a dining room table in there. Uh <clears throat> so that light fixture is just getting in the way. I feel like bar stools are the way to go. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever have like a whole lot of people over here at one point, but who knows? We'll see. <laughs> I'll ha- I think I just need to get a bunch of stools. That'd be the way to go. Even around like the hanging around the uh, pool table, I think I'd, it'd be good to have like stools in that area and uh, give it like kind of a bar room feel, you know? Maybe a, well, I probably won't put a dartboard in there. If I put a dartboard in anywhere, it's going to be in the fucking garage. I don't want to get holes in my walls or marks in my walls. That's, you know, that can be a real pain in the ass to fix. I just don't, that just doesn't sound real fun. <laughs> I like playing darts. Don't get me wrong. Just don't know that uh, doing it inside my house sounds like the greatest idea. I've got to readjust my towel and shirt. To try to muffle out the sound. There we go. That's a little bit better. Is uh, <laughs> uh, make myself sound like a professional. That's that's the golden night. Uh, I feel kind of like I'm back in the broadcast center doing weird shit. It was very strange when I went there for the first. Well, I guess the whole time there, I went. It was kind of weird, and doing this by myself, recording into a microphone, is pretty much exactly what I had to do at the broadcast center. But there it was weird when you go there, and you know I'm not even really, really sure if they're still open because I've uh, can't really tell by looking at their like Facebook page and then like their website whether or not they're still like open. I don't know. Um, I'd have to look that up again. But uh, they've moved since I went there. They were on Hampton Road. There's I don't remember where they moved to now, but they're somewhere else. It was uh, Hampton Road up in St. Louis, of course. And, uh, but when I first started going there, the very first things that you do, uh, if you're doing the standard broadcasting course, which is like specifically for radio and doing exactly what I'm doing at this moment, um, but you would go in there and you would have a booth to yourself, just a very small room with a microphone and a computer 
and a soundboard. And you would read copy, so it's basically uh, your script for a commercial or a newscast. You'd have that in front of you. They call it the, the industry terms, they call it copy. You have your copy in front of you. And uh, you read off that, like the first, uh, after the orientation thing, after going through that, uh, when I first started taking the course, and like they, like the first uh, unit or whatever, there's, when you're recording, doing the broadcast part and not the production, which I really enjoyed doing the production stuff, but the the broadcast stuff, like I would go into a booth, again, very small room, it's going to be very much like me recording in my closet. <laughs> Although I think their their rooms were maybe slightly bigger than my closet. But very small room. And uh, it starts out with, uh, I believe the newscast was first. You start out with, uh, Flames swept a three-bedroom frame dwelling in St. Charles today. Claiming, ugh, claiming the lives of two small children. Six-year-old Mary and seven-year-old Jack Stevens of 721 Redwood Lane were... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's something along that nature. But <laughs> they say, at least when I went to the broadcast center, if you you say you start the flame swept, you pop your head into any radio station in the U.S., you pop your head in and just say flame swept, that somebody's going to finish it out for you. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, you that first unit is a, is a long one. And you go in there and you record that. It's a newscast. They have several stories. That's just like the first story in the newscast. And uh, then you've got like three or four commercials uh, that you do, and you have to have deliver with different reads. There's like a, there's the overly excited yes, and then the you know there's a like a almost a sad, uh, <laughs> like I can't even remember the names of some of the commercials. One of them was like uh, cries gourmet or something something ham. It was about a gourmet ham, I think. Uh, but uh, the commercials, I did much. Well, I was pretty good. I got to say, I was pretty good at doing a newscast, doing a dry read. This is Josh Albrecht for KMOV, or whatever news station. Today's top stories are, I can do a very good announcer voice and do it deeply. Although it took me a long time to be able to uh, be okay with like listening to my voice and like critiquing myself, and then I would over analyze myself I mean they got me they really make you think about your voice a lot and what the words you use like I was it would drive me nuts because what you have to do is you go record for a half an hour inside this little room by yourself you're reading the script on the newscast or the commercials uh, initially eventually you end up like writing your own stuff and uh having a little more freedom in there, but uh, you anyway, you record for a half an hour. Then you come out, and you have to listen to yourself, the recording of yourself with an instructor and usually like a student or two in there, and you get critiqued. And they, you know, start picking out stuff like fur. You're saying fur instead of for, uh, uh, instead of a, and, and what have you. And you really start getting that shit in your head. For me, it was... It was difficult to speak freely and normally while on a microphone because I was constantly worried about how I was pronouncing things that I was enunciating well and 
I've really got in my head a lot. And I remember the first few times I actually got on the air at uh, the radio station I worked at, one of uh, Westplex 100.7, and uh, was it 94.1? We, uh, when I got on there, and I would actually get a chance to speak, I was just so nervous. I feel like had I just been able to go on a show, had I known somebody that did a radio show and just went on to talk before like ever going to the broadcast center, like I would have been less freaked out than going to the broadcast center and uh, having all that stuff like in my head. They really, I mean, it's it's like a boot camp for uh, being an on-air personality, and I, I get it, you know, I mean, it, it helps, and uh, you got to, like with radio, you really have to time out your stuff very well, and that was one big thing they drilled into you. You have you have 10 seconds to say something. And I always felt the one thing that was really threw me off is that I always felt that it had to be something really important. And I was always worried that it, like I, <laughs> what I said in 10 seconds was just going to be suck. It was going to suck so bad. <laughs> and uh, it, I don't know. It was just like a, it was hard for me to relax. Whereas this, I'm just in my home, and it's it's a lot easier to relax. And I make a lot of mistakes. It sounds awful at times. Hopefully it's entertaining. I know that uh, I still get people listening, so it, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, it is very strange, as I say, it, that I'm comfortable. But this, this setup is a little weird. <laughs> Again, I am just talking into... Uh, I've got my face right up on the pop filter of my microphone as I have a towel draped over the shield behind the microphone and the towel is over my nose. It is like, I feel like I'm scuba diving and I've never been scuba diving, but unfortunately, uh, and I just thought about this, uh, this woman that's in my rum group, uh, which, who I don't really know, uh, real well, but I mean, she seems really awesome, but I've only, I'm like, uh, briefly met her, but unfortunately her husband uh, died in a scuba diving accident. Was, uh, I don't know his name. Uh, her name is uh, Jenny Reed, and uh, it's fucking horrible. Apparently he was uh, really good at scuba diving too, but there was some kind of accident, and uh, he didn't come up, and they had to come out and go down and get him, but I guess it was too late. And uh, Needless to say, I don't think I will be scuba diving ever now. Um <clears throat> But, uh, oh shit, that was to, shit, I just realized today they were gonna get together to, to, like, do some stuff for her, but, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I missed out on that, because, uh, uh, I've got a lot going on, I, I, I'm an asshole, <laughs> uh, but I, to be fair, I, I mean, I don't really know her, so, but that is fucking some horrible shit, man, horrible shit, uh, on a lighter note, though, uh, <laughs> Back to being in a penthouse. Fuck, it is. It's actually getting a little hot in here. Maybe it's the fact that I've got a towel over my face that could be contributing to the heat. I can't believe it. I did drink a, a Red Bull earlier, but it's been at least like six hours or so. I don't know how I'm still got a little bit of amped. My voice is still like I'm. You, you, I'm sure you could probably tell I'm a little amped in the voice as I'm speeding through talking. I feel like a. I could have already had an hour of dialogue done had I just, like, toned it down a little bit and not taken that Red Bull earlier. <laughs> Probably should have done that. 
um, or should not have done that. I did get some sleep last night, so maybe I didn't need a big ass Red Bull. Uh, but uh, yeah, and it, I'm glad though. At least I have uh, I have one TV hooked up now in the master bedroom slash living room, and I've been able to get back to watching some Netflix as I do get some more resemblance of a home here. Uh, but, uh, and I've, I've played a little bit of guitar. Haven't, uh, turned it up real loud as I've just been rocking with the headphones, but, uh, it's, it's good to get a little bit of that, uh, going as well. And unfortunately I did <laughs> Thursday when I had gotten the money for my silk screening gear, um, I had $1,800 in cash in my pocket like before I put it in, cause he paid in cash and I was just like, I had the thoughts and, uh, I had bad thoughts going through my head when I had that cash. Like I was this last year, I've really been getting back into playing guitar a lot and, uh, <laughs> having that money in my hand, I'm just thinking, Oh man, I, I just found, I believe I probably did talk about this last week or somewhat recently that there are Jimi Hendrix signature series pickups with also you can get a fully loaded pick guard that's got the pickups plus new pots and uh, pickup selector and input jack, the whole nine. And, uh, man, I was very close to just dropping. That's like 380, 370, 380, something like that for that. I was very close to like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck a bed. Fuck couch. What do I need? I don't need blinds downstairs. Let's just get just get these fucking pickups. But thankfully, uh I haven't made that bad of a decision yet. I'm st- like at once I deposited the money in the bank, it became a little bit easier to uh not <laughs> make really stupid decisions. Though I have treated myself a little bit as a, uh, I've, uh, uh, I did get like a haircut today and I bought the expensive shampoo that I've been getting that, that helps me, uh, thicken up my hair. Uh, and I, I tipped very well when I got a haircut. I hadn't gotten my haircut in like, I don't know, three months. It'd been a while. I really was trying to save, you know, as much as I possibly could for the down payment and the closing costs. Um, and uh, so uh, that was, I really do enjoy the haircut. It's, I'm, I'm still kind of glad that I haven't shaved my head, although I do have a monkey's butt going on. And uh, the uh, girl that cuts my hair, Desiree, over at uh, Sport Clips in uh, Washington, Missouri, uh, <laughs> she's been cutting my hair for quite a while. I, I really like the way she cuts my hair. And uh, we have some interesting conversations. When I go in there, I speak of like the time that uh, I was in Chicago with, uh, my good buddy Todd and uh, Trebejo, <laughs> and when we're pretty sure that uh, somebody got murdered in the room next to us, you know, I just impassively, while getting my hair cut, uh, mentioned that to the girl cutting my hair, because you know why not? Why not talk about the time somebody got murdered in the hotel room next to you? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, we didn't actually see it though, so I feel like if I would have seen somebody get murdered, it would have been more traumatizing. Whereas it's just kind of it just kind of fucking happened. It's kind of funny to talk about now because we, I mean, we just heard a, a scream, scream, a thud, and then uh, eventually the cops came and just brought somebody out on a stretcher with a sheet over them. So, 
don't know what happened. Probably don't want to know. Uh, but, you know, it's part of the uh, experience of being in a big city. What can you say? Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I just, you know, bring up stuff like that when I'm getting my hair cut. Because why not? Uh, <laughs> but she can barely, uh, very clearly see that I've got a lot of hair loss. And she's, I guess she's the one that originally got me into the active shampoo that uh, is for, uh, supposed to help you regrow hair and thicken it. Um, but I've still got a big monkey's butt on top of my head. That is, (laughs) I think it's becoming more pronounced, but the hair in the front and like the sides seems to be getting a lot thicker, which I don't know if that's helping. Maybe if it was all thinner, it would be, (laughs) but it's like, it's maybe even drawing more attention to the monkey's butt. But apparently she had never heard the term monkey's butt before, and she found it very funny when I talked about my monkey's butt because I'm sure she sees a lot of monkey butts in there is where the sport clips mainly caters to guys. I mean, there's sports on TV, and they give you the hot towel afterwards. They really cater to guys. I don't, I'm assuming that they'll probably cut a woman's hair, but I don't think a lot of women are probably going out to sport clips to watch a lot of sports, though I know women that are into sports, so maybe. I don't know, but... <laughs> I digress yet again. So I told her about the monkey's butt. And uh, now I don't have her phone number, but <laughs> she said, now, now I'm going to be looking out for the monkey's butt all the time. She's like, I'm just waiting to see a guy's head that's got like a crack on top of the mon- on on the monkey's butt there to where it really looks like an ass crack. And I was saying, yeah, just wait, you know, you get a little bit further into summer and these guys are going to come in and have uh, sunburns going on. And so then it'll really look like a baboon's ass as it'll be like red. And she said, if she finds it, she's going to take a picture and then she'll look my phone number up <laughs> and through uh, Sport Clips's uh, computer and then just randomly send me a picture of a monkey's butt. And so I got that to look forward to. I, I hope that I just completely forget about this. And then one day all of a sudden I just get... <laughs> the back of a dude's head just sent to me as a picture from a, a, a rando number. It'll be great. It'll be great. And then it, it'll probably take me a minute to go, oh, yeah, the monkey's butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, that'll that uh, – I'm sure I'll probably forget, and then it'll take me a while. And they're like, what the fuck is what this shit? Although I would think as soon as I got a picture of a, like a head like that, I, I, I hope I would remember it. I'm just hoping it's like a, like the weirdest time, like when I'm at work talking to somebody or, you know, something and just some kind of awkward moment like, oh, <laughs> you get a text? Like, what do you got going on there? Oh, uh, fucking monkey's butt. <laughs> got a baboon's ass right here. At, uh, <laughs> I'm sure she's going to, I feel like she's going to find one. And I, <sighs> like, she's got to think about sending it to me once she finds this monkey's butt. Uh, how can you not after uh, <laughs> we had a big long conversation about it. Uh, then we tar- started talking about Steve Martin. She's a fan of Steve Martin. And uh, that made me think of my, my favorite movie of all time and which could, could no way be like made today. At least I don't believe so. But the jerk, I fucking love that movie, which I haven't watched in forever. I need to go back to watching that. Uh, which I haven't watched it in like over a decade. If you're unfamiliar with The Jerk, I mean, it's Steve Martin's best film ever. 
It starts out where Steve Martin uh, is raised by a black family, uh, and he's not aware that he is white. Uh, his mother, it's his birthday, and his mother, of course, brings him, uh, well, I should preface it, like the greatest, <laughs> it's got, like the funniest like starting point where it starts out where Steve Martin's just, uh, I was born a poor black child. I never had it easy. And then it just goes from there, of course, and it's his birthday starting out, and his mother, <laughs> uh, good old racist stereotypes here, but like his mother comes in with, uh, I made you a favorite meal, Twinkie and a tab. <laughs> and the Twinkie's got like a candle in it. And then, of course, that's when she informs him that he is not black, which he proceeds to uh, answer back with, uh, you mean I'm going to, Stay in this color? <laughs> uh, it's just so so good. It's like uh, the way like he uh made that movie is Steve Martin, of course, started out uh doing stand up and actually did a uh, magic too. Like I guess magic was the first thing uh he started in. And if you if you're a big Steve Martin fan, I definitely suggest reading his autobiography, Born Standing Up. It's a fantastic book. Um it's a great read. And uh, he's he's just got some good good stories in there. And he started out doing magic, and he realized, I guess, early on that comedy was <laughs> like it. He was really good at it, just playing like a dumb guy. And he would, uh, when he would do the magic shows, he would purposely fuck shit up and like do bad magic tricks. And that ended up uh, really working out for him. And then he started as a, like a writer on like Smothers Brothers. Uh, show and like several like TV shows around then, but his standup got huge. Like he was doing stadiums, and uh, like that's like all the venues he would do. Like once he was like at his peak, and when he was at his peak, that's also of course when he would uh, be a featured player on SNL and do those uh, wild and crazy guys with Dan Aykroyd, and uh, he would go on there and do King Tut. Uh, <coughs> but. Uh, his character, he did basically a character when he would do his stand-up initially. Uh, and it was just like a, a really a dumb guy. <laughs> Which, after that, a lot of people would end up doing like dumb characters <laughs> in comedies. That's came uh, uh, And then, you know, really peaked, I think, with Dumb and Dumber. But uh, anyway. So, yeah, I mean, he was huge with the stand-up. And then he took a lot of the stuff like he was doing with the character in his stand-up, and he took that and put it into The Jerk. <laughs> and The Jerk is just, it was uh, directed by Carl Reiner, and it's, uh, Bernadette Peters is also in it. She plays his love interest, and it's just its just a great fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> it is Steve Martin at his best, uh, which I love a lot of Steve Martin movies, and the man's just, just fucking great. It would be so awesome to just, like, run into him one day. But, uh... Anyway, just a hell, I'd love to just watch him play the banjo. I know he's uh, recorded several albums now, and I really wanted to go see uh, him and Martin Short. Like, uh, Steve Martin went a long time without doing any kind of stand-up, and then a couple, just a couple years back, it's like he stopped doing stand-up in the 70s when he was just filling stadiums. And uh, I believe he stopped just because it was just getting too difficult to do. 
it's hard. I guess it's hard to perform in front of a stadium full of people and stuff. And he was just getting, he preferred doing writing and stuff. And, uh, so yeah, he had, uh, made the switch to that. And then, uh, man, maybe it was 2014, 2015, maybe a couple of years after that. I know that, uh, it was it was in the last decade, at least, that uh, him and Martin Short went out and did a tour. And unfortunately, the tickets were really expensive to see him. I did I do recall wanting to go see him, but it was like it was several hundred bucks if I remember. But I would have loved to see that, and uh, I still haven't checked it on Netflix. I feel like I <laughs> it's just way too much shit to see. And uh, you know, I feel like I got to be in the right mood to see stuff. That'd be something good to throw on downstairs during the pool pool session you know watch play some pool throw on some steve martin and martin short it'd be good stuff that's like watching comedy and stuff's like good to to have while you're also doing something like playing pool that's good uh ambiance i guess it's not something like you have to intensely watch because it's a lot of it's audio you know Oh, that's another thing I haven't done in forever. It, even before the pandemic, I haven't been to a stand-up comedy show in a, a couple of years now. I don't even, I'm not even sure the last one. It might have been Mark Marin, and that was several years ago. I'm trying to think, I think it probably was, and I went to see Mark Marin by myself. There's there's the other problem trying to get somebody else that really wants to see a comedian and. I'm a huge Mark Maron fan, as I have. I listen to WTF with Mark Maron a lot. Um, so when I heard he was coming to St. Louis, which he doesn't come to St. Louis often, and it was like the first time he had ever like come to St. Louis. This is the he came to St. Louis one other time after this, uh, but uh, when I heard he was coming, I was like, I gotta fucking see him. I've been listening to his podcast forever. I gotta go support the guy. I just love to see him live, and uh, I didn't regret it. It was right when uh, Harold Ramis died, so it's been several years now. I don't think I've uh, seen anything since then. Maybe Super Troopers, the uh, Steve Lemmy and uh, Kevin Heffernan were after that, but I think that was before I saw Marin. I'm not sure. That was several years back, too. It's It's been a long time, but I like seeing stand-up comedy. It's fun stuff, man. It's a good night out. Although right now with uh, my work schedule is I <laughs> I need to constantly work to be able to afford the penthouse. Uh, it's probably going to be a good long time before I go see some stand-up comedy, which is a shame. That stuff is uh, it's good stuff. Fun, 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 fun. Laughing with strangers in a dark room. As somebody, you know, oftentimes makes fun of the audience <laughs> on stage. It's It's just good stuff. And uh, I still haven't gone to, gone to see a movie yet since the pandemic. The last thing I saw was with uh, Muffin Man and uh, Shelley Long. We went and saw Star Wars Episode Nine. I have not seen anything in the movie theater since then. It's fucking, that's crazy. That was in uh, December of 2019, I think. I'm pretty sure that's when that came out. And then uh, since then, I have not seen jack shit in the movie theater. That is a fucking crime, man. I used There were times in my life where I'd go to see a movie almost every fucking weekend. When I was a kid, it was sometimes several times in a week. I used to collect my 
movie ticket stubs. Of course, in the 80s and like early 90s, the t- tickets were a lot cooler looking. Now they're just like this computer printout that's just kind of shitty. <laughs> but I used to love just, uh, I don't know why, I kept, uh, I, I've been a pack rat in a lot of ways, and that was one thing that I definitely like to keep. It's not like they were ever worth money, but uh, I don't know, I just liked having, I still have some of my uh, concert ticket stubs. But the movie ticket stubs got a bit ridiculous, especially since a lot of them end up not even saying the name of the movie and shit. But, uh, I don't know, it's weird uh, collecting stuff like that. I do have a lot of stuff that I've held on to <laughs> for, like, way too long. And yeah, there's some kind of power to that kind of stuff, you know. I I like grabbing that and having, and just kind of remembering back to that moment and uh, to something I enjoyed. I do still have... Uh, a few things from my travels as uh I've got what two rocks from Ireland one from uh, Skellig Michael which I stole that rock from uh <laughs> near there was a big rock in I guess is the the last jedi which is like one of the worst star wars movies but uh <laughs> Irregardless, it was near the rock where Ray uh, cuts the rock with her lightsaber. Right near that rock, I went and stole a rock. <laughs> of course, it wasn't anywhere near as big as that rock. It was a very small rock. I doubt anybody's going to notice it's gone. Uh, <laughs> but maybe a soul of a monk or something that died near there is like fucking haunting me now. That's what caused the pandemic, most likely. Me stealing that rock from Skellig Michael, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. It's cool to just like hold that in my hand sometimes. And try to remember being out on there, man. It's ah, I totally miss miss just the the wanderlust. Well, I still have that, but just being the excitement of being somewhere new and exciting and not knowing what's gonna happen. It's a fantastic feeling, but. Uh, yeah, anyway, the other rock I have from Ireland is uh, stole from Giant's Causeway, and that was the time I almost uh, got blown off the cliff. That was fun. There was like 39-mile-per-hour winds that day and a little bit of hail. <laughs> I, re- I remember being on the uh, – I was on top of the cliff on the Red Trail, which is the harder trail to uh, traverse, but uh, I couldn't – I wanted to go this one direction to uh, – back to the visitor center and I the wind wouldn't let me <laughs> I was trying to walk that way and I couldn't <laughs> the wind was so strong I was like fuck I guess I have to go back down the long way <laughs> back to the visitor center that was uh that was pretty crazy that wind was insane it was all it was almost like wizard of oz kind of shit like, I was expecting a house to just end up flying down on top of the cliff and just seeing it, like, smash smash a witch and uh, Dorothy to come out. But, no, it didn't happen. Of course, it was Ireland, so it would probably would have been a Saoirse or something of that nature uh, that, that came out. Um, I could see Ireland having witches, though. They have a lot of that stuff, you know. They're big into, like, fairies and uh, leprechauns and, you know, a lot of, lot of stuff like that. They got very superstitious. They got a lot of stuff about, 
Kyoto Giants, of course, we are Giants Causeway, where it uh, was created by the giant Finn McCool. That's why it's the causeway is it way it looks the way it does, you know. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a, a witch that got smashed by a house. That, uh, it's probably a thing. They probably already have a a myth about that. There's a, a, a right there, is probably some relation to Finn McCool. Maybe that's where the story of Wizard of Oz originated from. It was a giant's causeway. Uh, Finn McCool maybe threw a house <laughs> and smashed a witch. And then uh, that's that's the story of Wizard of Oz. Some, somehow to do with that. And there was a guy made of uh, tin. There was a tin man that uh, had... Uh, was it a brain? See, I haven't watched Wizard of Oz in decades. Uh <laughs> The the cowardly lion uh, didn't have a heart. I guess it was the Tin Man. Was it a brain? Yeah, I don't remember. Fuck the Scarecrow. Maybe the Scarecrow was the brain. Fuck, I don't know. The cowardly lion just didn't have courage. <laughs> but I feel like there was maybe the Tin Man was the heart. Something of the yeah. <laughs> People who are listening are probably like you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> I have the power of the internet in front of me too. But it, again, it's kind of weird. Still talking into a sheet with my face just like plowed right into the pop filter in the sheet. So it's like kind of a pain in the ass to like flip over and use my phone or uh, laptop to uh, research things. Because it would be really great to soundproof this whole fucking room so I don't have to uh, <laughs> do weird shit to get good uh, audio quality. Um, but I guess I'm going to do this by myself anyway. Next week, maybe I'll just go ahead and do it inside the closet so I don't have to lean completely into this microphone as uh, my back's already jacked up from the uh, Mini Cooper ride with the 56 or 57-inch TV, whatever the fuck it is, like crammed up against my seat, so like right up against the dash. I felt like an old person while I was driving today. I feel like it probably wouldn't have been as bad if it wasn't a stick shift, you know? (laughs) Pushing that clutch in was a little difficult. Was I, I was, My fucking head was basically in the dash <laughs> of the car. And uh, shifting was a little difficult, too. As, uh, my hand was really far up there. Uh, getting into fifth was, uh, was a challenge. I wouldn't recommend hauling a 57-inch TV inside of a two-door hatchback Mini Cooper. Like, try to avoid that. Don't do that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, maybe not the brightest decision. I th- I think if I just had like the four door, it would have been a, you know a game totally game changer there. It would I would have had like another foot or two of space in there, and I would have been able to sit a little bit more comfortable. Maybe I wouldn't be worried about getting a wheelchair now, as my back is completely fucked. <laughs> then again, maybe not. You know, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, I I may be permanently hunched forward. You might as well just start calling me Igor. I think there I all I need now is the bu- the hump on my back. Just give it uh maybe it'll be like uh young Frankenstein too where it, like the hump will change like places it'll be on the right sa- side uh one moment on the left the other. Uh good things to look forward to. Uh <laughs> Oh man, moving that couch tomorrow is going to be a real blast. I better make sure I grab the 
the real small couch and the real light one. This could this could be challenging. I probably really should go out and get uh, <laughs> some Aleve or uh, something. I don't know, some heroin, something strong to really kill the back pain, or, and then just maybe wrap myself really tightly, get like some kind of uh, back strap thing. To uh, alleviate some of the tension in there, maybe I can have somebody to just uh, punch it a bunch. I'll uh, I'll just drive over to Jackman's. Just hit me really hard in the back. Come on, come on, do it. <laughs> See now I now I don't I can't just go upstairs and have that done. Before that's another you know a downside of just living by myself. Now is not that I I ever had anybody like punch me at home, but now that I am by myself, like that sounds like a good idea. Now I, I, I can't have that done, but I can kind of, well, I can kind of hit myself, but it, I can't really get very, very strong hits as I'm trying to hit myself from behind. It's just, it's kind of awkward, kind of awkward. Wouldn't uh, suggest anyone uh, do that. It doesn't work very well. Yeah, it's, it kind of feels kind of nice. Maybe I should get a, <laughs> I do have like a small Cardinals bat, a wooden bat. Maybe I could hit myself with that later. Maybe roll it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I do have the roll, foam roller. I haven't used that in a long time. I could foam roll my back. Maybe that'll... Ooh, that might just make it worse. <laughs> I've tried a lot of foam rolling on stuff from running injuries, and uh, I don't know, sometimes it feels like it worsens things. I haven't had much luck doing it. So may, may, maybe that'll work. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be... Hopefully next week I get a little bit more done inside here in the the penthouse studio and uh get some more things going uh and try to stop myself from doing any really dumb decisions with my money as far as uh maybe buying new pickups for a guitar or whatnot now i, I gotta hold out too because uh, i'm eventually gonna need money to buy the epiphone signature series adam jones guitar as uh probably need like a grand for that uh, thankfully that's not out yet because I probably would have just bought that like fuck everything like I'm getting that guitar <laughs> thankfully I didn't do that thankfully not unfortunately too man I was looking at my guitars the other day side note fucking it looks like the bridge is fucked up on my 12 string like that's that's sad it's a very sad day the wood is splitting on the bridge and uh, yeah, yeah I think it's done I think it's done I didn't pay much for the guitar, so I got quite a few years of usage out of it. I used to play it a lot. Now it's uh, it's seen better days. But uh, I guess I guess I'm done here. Is uh, I should probably think about going going to the store and getting some uh, pain relievers. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all uh, I've got here. Um, as always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.